Welcome to the Bob Harden Show, bringing you news and commentary to keep you informed and enjoying life on the Paradise Coast. And now, here's your host, Bob Harden. Good morning. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning. Johnson's Air Conditioning is Naples' longest established air conditioning company. I hope you give them a call. The website is johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine, be in the note and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. We have a terrific show for you today, including special guest Kathleen Pasadomo. Kathleen is our state senate president. We'll be visiting with Kathleen as well as Seat Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. It is February the 21st, and on this day in 1965 in New York City, Malcolm X, an African-American nationalist and religious leader, was assassinated while addressing his organization of Afro-American unity. At the Audubon Ballroom in Washington Heights, he was 39 years of age. Uh, born Malcolm Little in Omaha, Nebraska in 1925, Malcolm was the son of James Earl Little, a Baptist minister who advocated the black nationalist ideals of Marcus Garvey. Threats to the Ku Klux Klan forced uh, from them uh, forced the family to move to Lansing, Michigan, where his father continued to preach his controversial sermons despite continuing threats. In 1931, Malcolm's father was murdered by the white supremacist Black Legion, and uh, Michigan authorities refused to prosecute those responsible. In 1937, Malcolm was taken from his family by the Wellfield caseworkers. By the time he reached high school age, he had dropped out of high school and moved to Boston, where he became increasingly involved in criminal activities. In 1946, at the age of 21, Malcolm was sent to prison on a burglary conviction. It was there he encountered the teachings of Elijah Muhammad, the leader of the National Nation of Islam, whose members are popularly known as black Muslims. The Nation of Islam advocated black nationalism and a ra- racial separa- separation. Um, Muhammad's teachings had a strong effect on Malcolm, who entered into an intense program of self-education and took the last name X to symbolize his stolen African identity. After six years, Malcolm was released from pr- prison and became loyal and effective minister of the Nation of Islam in Harlem, Uh, In contrast with uh, civil rights leaders such as Martin Luther King, Malcolm X advocated self-defense and a liberation of African Americans by any means necessary. A fire orator, uh, Malcolm was admired by African American community in the New York and around the country. In the 1960s, he began to develop a more outspoken philosophy than that of Elijah Muhammad, who he felt did not sufficiently support the uh, civil rights movement. In the late 1963, Malcolm's suggestion that President John F. Kennedy's assassination was a matter of chickens coming home to roost provided Elijah Muhammad, who believed that Malcolm had become too powerful, with a convenient opportunity to suspend him from the Nation of Islam. A few months later, Malcolm formally left the organization, made a Muslim pilgrimage to Mecca, where he was profoundly affected by the lack of racial discord among Orthodox Muslims. He returned to America as El Haj Malik El Shabazz in June 1964, founded the Organization of Afro-American Unity, which advocated black identity and held that racism, not the white race, was the greatest foe of African-Americans. Malcolm's new uh, movement steadily gained followers, and uh, his more moderate philosophy became increasingly influential in the civil rights movement, especially among the leaders of the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee. 
On stage at the Audubon uh, Ballroom on February 21st, 1965, Malcolm was gunned down by his, uh, as his pregnant wife and four daughters uh, took cover in the front row. Three members of the Nation of Islam uh, were soon after charged with first-degree murder. Uh, Islam and Aziz maintained their innocence, and during the 1966 trial, Halim confessed to a crime, uh, the crime and testified that Islam and Aziz were innocent. All three men were actually found guilty, however, and sentenced to 20 years in prison. In 1921, Aziz and uh, Islam were exonerated after the investigation that included the discovery of key FBI documents withheld from the defense and prosecution during the trial. Aziz was 83 at the time of the exoneration. Islam had died in 2009. Withholding evidence, the FBI. Hmm, seems to be a pattern there. In any event, what an interesting life. I've read the autobiography of Malcolm X. It's so interesting. And uh, he certainly led a fiery life. Well, Asbury University is ending its nonstop prayer meetings at the campus uh, chapel in Wilmore, Kentucky, a revival that began February the 8th and drew Christians from around the world, all around the world. Interest in the spontaneous revival, fueled by videos and pictures posted online, created overcrowded conditions and parking problems in the town of 6,000, sparking the decision to change the schedule, that according to the Washington Times. Asbury was expected to host its last meeting at 2 p.m. on Monday and then go to specific gatherings at regular times for students and public to gather and pray. The school announced limited time of prayer meetings will wind down Thursday, the National Collegiate Day of Prayer. This schedule is an attempt to recognize and steward these beautiful historic moment of spiritual renewal while quickly moving toward a more sustainable campus experience for our students that fosters predictability, well-being, and continuity. That, according to Kevin J. Brown, the president of the university, I have been so inspired and encouraged by the life-transforming renewal evidenced by students and guests alike. I've seen men and women go far above and beyond in every way imaginable to accommodate our visitors so they can encounter the Lord on our campus. Is I've seen the faculty and the staff work between classes to bring order, usher lines, pass out water, pray with students. I've had students share their desire to make space for guests to experience what they have. Never in my life will I forget this. Never in my life have I been so proud to say that I'm a part of Asbury University. Uh, Kanan Yan, a sophomore at Asbury, told uh, WDRB.com that people from around the world have traveled to campus because these of uh, this uh, people's lives changed. Yan said, I know Brazil. I heard someone in Asia, Europe. Sometimes it can be as little hard for students to, because we are more used to having a small campus and having these spaces privately to ourselves. And now it's become more and more like uh, uh, public. <clears throat> I feel as though maybe we are the candle and now we are just passing this flame on to others and churches and other schools. From Monday to Thursday, Osbury will live stream limited portions of on-campus services, the school announced. Tom Phillips, an expert on Christian revivals and former vice president of Crusades for Billy Graham Evangelistic Association, told the Washington Times that events at Asbury are notable. <clears throat> this is just a genuine word of God, a deeper uh, work of the Holy Spirit working through individuals' lives and changing them, he told the uh, news outlet. Differences between the 70s and today is social media. 
such an interesting story, and all very spontaneous. Just uh, on the 8th, uh, a service began. There was a personal confession of sins. Uh, it was so moving that apparently the students didn't want to leave, and it continued 24-7 until uh, Monday, where the uh, schedule was changed. Needed to do it, actually, but uh, in, in any event, what an amazing experience at Asbury University. Well, House Speaker Kevin McCarthy has given Fox News' Tucker Carlson exclusive access to 41,000 hours of Capitol surveillance footage from the January 6th riot. Uh, Carlson's TV producers on Capitol Hill last week to begin digging through the trove, which includes multiple camera angles from all over the Capitol grounds. Excerpts will begin airing in the coming weeks. Carlson has repeatedly questioned official accounts of January 6th, uh, downplaying the insurrection as vandalism. <clears throat> now his shows, Tucker Carlson Night and Tucker Carlson Today, Tucker Carlson Originals on the streaming service Fox Nation have a massive trove of raw material. Carlson said there's never been any legitimate reason for the footage to remain secret. If there were ever a question that in the public's interest to know, it was actually happened on January 6th. By definition, this video will reveal it. It is impossible for me to understand why any honest person would be bothered by that. Uh, January 6th committee played numerous excerpts of the footage at last year's captivating hearings. Uh, between the lines, uh, the, the process with Carlson started in early February, according to a communication between the show and McCarthy. Uh, the ar archive was previously reported to be 14,000 hours, and now I'm told it's much more than that, 41,000 hours. So we're going to see. It's going to take a little while, but I, I think starting next week, Carlson is going to start releasing this and some of the storylines that he has on uh, Tucker Carlson tonight. That will be a good thing. <clears throat> Well, James O'Keefe, the undercover journalist and founder of Project Veritas, posted a video to the website Vimeo on Monday announcing he would be leaving uh, Project Veritas amid a dispute with the nonprofit board of directors. One American News reported that the Veritas-linked journalist Neil McCabe tweeted out the announcement late Monday at, uh, morning. Known for his various sting operations and undercover stories investigating lawmakers, uh, government agencies, private corporations, and celebrities, O'Keefe sought to hold true to the organization's motto, Be Brave and Do Something. The group leader was uh, placed on paid leave earlier this month, seeming, uh, seemingly related to a dispute over the removal of two board members. In O'Keefe's quest to remove them, the board reversed his decision and, and issued a memo uh, with more uh, general complaints about the work conditions and management attitude at uh, P Project Veritas. Despite the board attempt to uh, tamp down rumors on O'Keefe's imminent departure, he posted a video in, in the website of Vimeo uh, detailing how he was stripped of his authority. Journalists in, is reporting things, journalism is reporting things that powerful people want kept hidden for the wrong reasons, he said in a 45-minute video. Moral wrongs, bad behavior... As journalists, these are the custodians of the public conscience, and as we've gone deeper and deeper, exposing and illuminating corruption, the line separating good and evil becomes more clear, not just in the institutions we investigate, but within one another. Throughout my 13 years doing this, our mission has evolved from simply being a, about exposing the truth with some hidden camera to something more transcendent, uh, giving people the hope. That's what we do, he said. 
a very moving speech, very uh, interesting uh, comments about his dad and uh, the influence of his dad on him. Apparently now he's just walking out the door. <clears throat> he said, I do love many of you. I've never said this in, in these words, but I'm saying it now. I believe that we have a long and bright future together somehow, some way. When I left the office on February the 6th, after being stripped of all my authority, I saw my father and gave him a hug, realizing how just honest and real the man he is. Both my parents are as genuine and down-to-earth as a son can ever have. Very kind words coming from him at a very difficult time. Anyhow, he resigned, he walked out the door, and now we will see what comes next. I don't think Project Veritas can survive without James O'Keefe. Maybe it can. We'll see. But I know that James McKeefe, all right, James O'Keefe is not done with his work. <clears throat> this segment of the show brought to you by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning, Naples, Longest established air conditioning company. I hope you'll visit johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. Coming up, Kathleen Pasadomo, our president of the uh, Florida State Senate. That and more right here in the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. <laughs> Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harton Show here on the Bob Harton Broadcasting Network. I'm Bob Harden, the host of the Bob Harden Show. One of my favorites for breakfast or lunch is Lulabee's Diner, providing great service, fabulous food, and a rockin' good time. Lulabee's Diner is a throwback to the 60s, complete with great music and a fabulous 60s decor. What I like best is a blend of great food, great value, and terrific service. Most of the friendly waitstaff has been part of Lulabee's for years. I enjoy the great choices for breakfast and lunch, and you'll find the menu has everything and anything to satisfy your taste. Lulabee's offers catering, party platters, lunch boxes, and more. Lulabee's Diner will quickly become one of your favorites for breakfast or lunch. No reservations are needed. Check out the website at lulabee's.com and stop by Lulabee's Diner, open from 8 a.m. until 2 p.m., seven days a week. Lulabee's Diner in the Green Tree Shopping Center at the corner of Immokalee and Airport Pulling Roads. Stop by Lulabee's Diner for fabulous food and for a forever cool rockin' good time. Collier County Sheriff Kevin Rambaugh says the number one reason the elderly become victims is isolation. The Collier Senior Center goes a long way in keeping seniors connected with the community and with each other. The Collier Senior Center, located at 4898 Coronado Parkway in Golden Gate, provides comprehensive information regarding services and resources that affect the quality of life of older adults and their caregivers in Collier County, empowering them to maintain independent and meaningful lives. Here's Esther Lully, director of Collier Senior Center. Everyone, every senior is welcome. There's diversity there. It's vibrant. It's a caring atmosphere. So there's a reason we offer the services and programs that we do. We want to help enrich the lives of senior members and provide support to their caregivers. Want to find out more? Visit CollierSeniorCenter.org. That's CollierSeniorCenter.org. Or call the Collier Senior Center at 239-252-4541. That's 252 252- Welcome back to the Bob Harden Show. 
And now here's your host, Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by internationalhealthplans.com. Are you planning on traveling abroad? Uh, most health insurance plans don't cover international travel, and that's uh, that's a fact. Uh, travel with confidence with international health plans for as little as $1.25 a day. You can find out more by going to the website internationalhealthplans.com. Coming up, going to be visiting with Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. Right now we have with us our state senator and the president of the Florida State Senate, Kathleen Pasadomo. Kathleen, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning. Good morning, Kathleen. So yesterday was a controversial day, big uh, passing of constitutional carry in Florida. Uh, maybe you could tell us about it. Well, it, it actually went through its first committee stop in the, uh, in the Senate. It's uh, moving through the House. Um, and what what this bill does is it provides that, and, and, and what our definition of constitutional carry is, that it, it you, you know, under the uh, Second Amendment, you should not have to uh, obtain permission from the government to carry your weapon. Um, the, the bill basically addresses that. We also did uh, a, a large school safety package in the bill. Um, it was interesting in that the, we had um, um, many people, many people from all over the state who came to testify, and half of the people who testified basically said that they did not support uh, permitless carry at all, uh, wanted more control. The other half said they didn't support permitless carry because they wanted open carry. So I believe that this is a good balance between uh, both sides. And I'm particularly proud of the language, um, the school safety language that are provided, you know, in the bill. So it, it was very controversial. And, and, you know, I think we did the right thing. And uh, the next stop, it, it has two more committee stops before it heads to the floor, um, and it's moving in both the House and the Senate. Uh, thank you for that explanation. Uh, maybe you could expand a little bit on school safety that was included in the bill. Yeah, I mean, that was uh, uh, one of the things that I insisted on in order to um, to hear the bill, and, and that is uh, expanding the Guardian program, uh, providing, um, allowing the, the, the program in uh, private schools, um, you know, ramping up things like we have a really great program in there, uh, putting, putting, uh, ammunition and weapon sniffing dogs in the schools, uh, which I think is going to be great for the kids because these, these dogs, and I met one yesterday are very friendly uh -huh. and they're not like service dogs in that, you know, they, they can become pets as well, so we're going to do that. And, um, you know, just a lot of things that are beefing up security in our schools. Well, that's good news. I mean, uh, I think we need it now more than ever in our schools. And uh, right. the, apparently what you're suggesting is there will be pe armed people in uh, in our schools to protect the kids. Absolutely. Well, yeah, absolutely. I, I think that's really critical. Um, one of the things that is is important in the bill is this program called threat assessment. Right now in Florida, uh, every school district has their own program if a student makes a credible threat. The problem is there's no statewide coordination of that. So, for example, if a student in Miami makes a, a, a credible threat, not just, you know, one of those, you know, mad at you kind of things, but... Um, they, they, they note it and they put it in a file uh -huh. and that's where it goes. But if that student moves to another uh, district, 
that information doesn't follow the student uh, like the grades do and, and you know, other um, metrics. So we want to change that and, and make a statewide program so that, you know, we basically can follow the student and, and we can get them help. That's, that's the real issue. You know, if, if, if you've got a, a student in, you know, sixth or seventh grade that's, that's threatening to kill people, we have to find out what the problem is. Right. So those, those are the kind of things that, that we put in the bill, and I'm, I'm real, real proud of that. Well, that sounds yeah. great. Uh, yeah. Now, I know that this is, I think, the last committee week, if I'm not mistaken, before the session begins. Right, right. Uh, what else is hanging fire uh, this week? Well, his, uh, geez, we had the, uh, the House uh, heard the, the uh, tort reform bill, and uh, we're working on our version of it as we speak. Uh, the governor has a number of, of bills. The big education bill, the voucher bill, was, uh, is being heard and, and going through the system. And um, I had an idea of, you know, one of the biggest challenges that, that the traditional public schools have is that we keep putting more and more um, uh, requirements on them that we don't put on the uh, charter schools or the private schools. So rather than require the private schools and the charter schools to, to do the same thing as we require the public schools, I'm thinking, well, let's take a look at what we require and maybe deregulate some of them. Cause, and then once we start looking at it, I'm thinking, we make them do this and we make them do that, yeah. and, it, and, and some of it makes no sense. That's so a we're great gonna, idea. Yeah, I mean, it really does. And so we're going to try to, the, the code book that we require of our the traditional public schools is about three inches thick of things that they, that they need to do. And they've complained for years that they can't teach because they have so many things that we require of them. So that's another thing that we're looking at, and hopefully we'll get that done. Well, it's, it sounds like quite a task, but it's, you know, yeah. that's the kind of house cleaning but probably should do at least every decade. Uh, you know, exactly. Exactly. Go through the requirements or, or rules. Most rules are made with good intentions, but are, and many don't service any uh, particular needs. So that's, yeah, that's right. all very exciting. Again, Kathleen Pasadena, our state senator and president of the Senate. I just genuinely appreciate your taking time with us today. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you and have a great day. You as well. Thank you, Kathleen. All right, coming up. We're going to visit with Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government, that and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Do you have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratistel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor.
Finish what you started with the Hodges University wheel. You can complete your bachelor's degree in as little as one year with your previously earned credits. What's the wheel? It's a customized bachelor's degree in organizational management. Learn about and apply the business, management, and leadership skills you need to advance your career. You can get unmatched educational experience with classes held once a week on campus in Fort Myers, in Port Charlotte, or Naples. You'll be immersed in classes taught by professors with real-world experience in the areas of business, management, and leadership. This degree can be applied to all areas of professional career. Learn more by calling 239-938-7700. That's 239-938-7700. Or visit Hodges.edu. Stay near and go far with Hodges University. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by the Foundation for Government Accountability. They get the politics and they know the policy. They prepare elected officials to win in the state legislatures. The website is thefga.org, thefga.org. We have with us uh, Seat Motley. I hope that's Seaton anyhow. In any, uh, he is the president of Less Government. Seaton, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, here on the show. Morning, sir. How are you? I'm well, Seaton. I hope you're doing well. Doing well, thank you. Good. Hey, you know, I thought uh, you've been following Section 230, and apparently the Supreme Court is going to be covering that today. I wonder if you had any thoughts about that. Well, you know, it's it, it'll be interesting to see. There, you know, the the court with a couple of flyers has been relatively conservative and therefore constitutional of late on a wide range of issues and. As you and I have discussed many times, I think uh, Section 230 is a profound violation. I, there, this isn't even being argued before the Supreme Court, but I think it's quite obvious that this is a profound uh, violation of the Equal Protection Clause. The fact that these companies get this blanket amnesty yeah. that nobody else on the planet gets um, is absurd. And um, it should be thrown out on those grounds. We'll see what happens with the arguments being made. And how, you know, a lot of these times, I've always gotten the feeling that a lot of these court cases are decided by what these guys have for breakfast that morning. Remember, the, <laughs> you know, the, 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 the flip-flop guys, like, you know, Roberts is all over the map. You never know what the hell he's going to do. Right. And um, th- thank you, George Bush. And, um, you know, Gorsuch has a blind spot or two. And um, the only consistent one th- these days is, of course, Clarence Thomas. And Samuel Alito has been pretty good too. Uh, he's been pretty consistent. So you know, I don't know. You're, you know, I. Whenever, whenever somebody says, "Well, what do leftists? Why are leftists thinking like this?" I say, "I can't think like that. It makes my head hurt." Well, and it's similar with the Supreme Court. They're, they're going to be discussing the case today. Of course, we won't get any announcements on, on what the decision is. Until oh, it'll, you- yeah, you, you never know when they're going to have their clerks write the opinion. Exactly. So you wrote a piece called Biden's FCC is one uh, Senate vote away from being as crazy as Biden's FTC, Federal Trade Commission. I wonder if you could comment. Yeah, welcome. Welcome to D.C., the land of acronyms. Um, The Federal Communications Commission, of course, is the FCC and the Federal Trade Commission, as you said, is the FTC. And it was funny last Tuesday, I was writing and publishing a piece about how crazy and hyperactive 
uh, the Biden FTC was being at the very same time that Republican Christine Wilson, who's a commissioner or was a commissioner on the FTC, uh-huh. that same morning was publishing a piece in the Wall Street Journal announcing her resignation from the Federal Trade Commission, predicated upon how crazy and hyperactive Chairman Lena Khan and the and the Biden FTC is being. And uh, she said, I don't I can vote no, but I, my, I feel my presence here is lending credibility to a completely out of control agency. And I don't want to even do that. I don't even want to be here for this. Wow. Um, and that, so as I was writing, it was crazy. I had a Republican commissioner going, it's crazy and I'm out of here. <laughs> um, now, the FCC, the Federal Communications Commission, it, it has commissioners like the FTC has commissioners. They need to be Senate approved. And for the entirety of the Biden administration, it's been tied at 2-2. Mm-hmm. Two Republicans, two Democrats. A full complement would be, of course, three of the president's party and two of the opposing party. And so it would be three to two Democrats. Well, he's nominated a long time ago. Uh, Biden has nominated a crazy woman who I know. She's a very nice lady, but she's insane politically. And her name is Gigi Stone. You and I have talked about her before. Yep. Um, normally, these these announcements and these nominations <laughs> are pro forma. They get a hearing. They get voted on. Voted on. They get approved. They get confirmed. They go to the job. Well, she's she just had her third hearing because the Democrat-controlled Senate can't bring itself to confirm this woman. Uh-huh. Um, the again, the usual suspects. Uh, that are in opposition in the Democrat Party, uh, Cinema and Mansion, I think are uh, are it. It's those two. But she really is radical. She really is insane. And and the F- FCC would be unleashed. I mean, it's not like the two Democrats are on there are, are old school scoop jacks and moderates. They're radicals. They're just stuck with a two two majority. And I'd like to point out that ninety five percent of what the Federal Communications Commission does is nonpartisan. Yeah, it's. It's and and, that, and and so the Biden FCC has functioned quite well in two years at a two to two tie because it's done all the stuff it's supposed to do. Yeah. What it hasn't been able to do is the radical crap like Title II reclassification of the Internet and put the Internet under 1887 railroad law and 1934 telephone law, which they can't vote. You know, they, it'll be a two two deadlock if they vote on it now, if they add some. It'll it'll go through the radical agenda that Biden wants out of the FCC is what's been stopped by a two to two tie. That's good. None of the actual work of the FCC has been stopped because there's been a bunch of four nothing votes on a bunch of nonpartisan stuff that the FCC is actually supposed to do. Like we've said before, Congress has to first write a law saying, hey, FCC, reclassify the internet we reclassified it in 1996 communications act as an information service now we're asking you to reclassify it as a much more heavily regulated communication service so that you can then impose a, a very restrictive version of network neutrality congress has to write a law telling fcc to do this yeah what the Biden administration is waiting on is that third vote of unelected bureaucrats in the, in the FCC to just jam it through again. 
because they've jammed it through before. The, the Obama FCC jammed it through twice or reclassified it once in 2015. And then the Trump administration in 2017 said, no, well, you're out. And then the D.C. Circuit came along and said, yes, what the Trump administration did is correct and legal. Um, Congress has never reclassified the Internet. They've never even uttered the phrase net neutrality. So they're, the, the, the Trump administration reversing it and getting rid of it is perfectly legal and go away. And then the Supreme Court does a ruling on the EPA. Yeah. It was very broadly, you know, usually they say this only applies to this particular set of circumstances. But they were very broad in their ruling and saying, you know, they called, I think it's the major questions doctrine is the phrase. And in issues of major questions, the bureaucrats can't decide it for themselves. Uh-huh. Congress has to decide it. And that's what the ruling said. And there were all kinds of articles after that EPA ruling that, that specifically said, okay, this probably blocks the FCC from imposing net neutrality. Because that's a major question, a major question, uh, it's a major question. So Congress has to tell them to do it. They just can't do it themselves. Well, after that ruling, after the D.C. Circuit ruling, you have Sone, Gigi Sone, still saying, oh, I think we can impose net neutrality. No, you can't. Yeah. You radical whack job yeah. you can't yeah the, the dc circuit specifically said you can't and the and the and the supreme court broadly said you can't do it on ma- issues of major policy congress has to tell you to do it yeah so she so but, but what i'm saying is if she gets confirmed by the senate you've unleashed the fcc the federal communications commission in the way uh the, the ftc has been out of control and crazy and hyperactive, and well, that's the last thing we need out of D.C. Yeah, let's just hope that uh, Cinema and uh, Mansion hold on. And of course, we now have uh, Fetterman, who's disabled and won't be able to vote for a couple of months. So uh, maybe you know, I'd like to. Can I just take a moment on the Fetterman thing? Yeah. All the anti-Trump people who bitched about the quality of candidates, Fetterman won. So I don't want to hear about the quality of candidates anymore. You jackasses! Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, but the point is that he de- he can't vote now because he's hospitalized. He can't vote. He can, yeah, he would he would vote. I, I'm not a mind reader again, and I have not heard him speak specifically to this. But I would bet all the money in my pockets he's a big Gigi Sode fan and a, and a certain yes vote. You're correct. Ah, uh, so uh, the the point being is the the works are pretty gummed up right now, anyhow. So let's hopefully that'll that'll sustain itself until uh, we get through this. But again, to your point, I mean, the e- this uh, EPA ruling seems pretty clear and pretty broad, so I don't think it'll stand up. And they court. specifically <laughs> said, this is broad. It's called the major questions policy. Everybody, you know, not just the EPA, everybody in, that's a bureaucrat in D.C., read it, live it, love it, learn it. <laughs> exactly. Again, uh, Seat Motley, the founder and president of Less Government, I encourage you to visit the website, lessgovernment.org. You can also visit Less Government on Facebook. Really appreciate you coming on the show, Seaton. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much, sir. My pleasure, indeed. All right, coming up, we're going to visit with Linda Harden, my wife, and also very well informed of what's happening here in Naples and around the world. That and more right here in the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network.
Finish what you started with a Hodges University wheel. You can complete your bachelor's degree in as little as one year with your previously earned credits. What's the wheel? It's a customized bachelor's degree in organizational management. Learn about and apply the business, management, and leadership skills you need to advance your career. You can get unmatched educational experience with classes held once a week on campus in Fort Myers, in Port Charlotte, or Naples. You'll be immersed in classes taught by professors with real-world experience in the areas of business, management, and leadership. This degree can be applied to all areas of professional career. Learn more by calling 239-938-7700. That's 239-938-7700. Or visit Hodges.edu. Stay near and go far with Hodges University. times they're changing and trends in funeral services are no exception. The traditional, somber, formal affair marking one's passing is transitioning into a celebratory event where family and friends can gather in more casually in a relaxed setting that incorporates the comforts of home. Each of us is unique. We're all made up of little details that makes us different and irreplaceable. At Hodges Funeral Home at Naples Memorial Gardens, there are many details that set them apart, differences you'll find nowhere else. Hodges Funeral Home at Memorial Gardens offers flexible chapel and event space, a modern funeral home, a celebration of life center, cremation options, and a 100% service guarantee. Call Hodges Funeral Home at Naples Memorial Gardens at 239-597-3101. That's 239-597-3101. Or visit the website dignitymemorial.com. That's www.dignitymemorial.com. Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harton. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Gulf Shore Playhouse. Changing lives through exceptional theater experiences. And you can get tickets and find out more by visiting the website, gulfshoreplayhouse.org. We have with us Linda Harden. She is my wife. She's also a bigger news junkie than me, quite frankly. And <laughs> Oh my goodness, you can't even compare. I know. <laughs> but in any event... Hey, I advise you of stuff. I know. But uh, <clears throat> let's start off with the President of the United States off to... Uh, in Ukraine, name only. Came, uh, went off to Ukraine yesterday to uh, reassure... Uh, Zelensky, that uh, another, well, billions of dollars are coming his way uh, in order to support the war effort. What are your thoughts? I think that this entire administration is so tone deaf, and they're they're looking like a bunch of idiots on the world stage. Here we've got these people in East Palestine, Ohio, who are suffering. For, they've got they've got all this crap coming up from their their water systems. Right. They can't breathe or whatever. And and uh, the Biden quote unquote administration can't even bother to to send the Secretary of Transportation there to throw him a bone. It's just the most pathetic, disgusting display I have ever seen. No, the juxtaposition of the of the two is just. Uh, there's no reason why we can't uh, do two things at once. So there's no reason why we couldn't have the EPA, uh, Buttigieg, uh, these people showing up, uh, doing water samples and measurements, and s- all that could have been done. But right, the the response has been so. Oh, oh so by tepid. the by the way, it is totally backfiring. They are just getting so much bad press because of this. Here they thought that that uh, Biden going over to Ukraine and then going over to Poland was going to be a Yahoo moment for them, and it is backfiring. Meanwhile, they've got. Kamala Harris over in Munich saying that Russia's um, 
uh, have have committed crimes against humanity. Oh, by the way, look in the mirror, you people. Yeah, so, look in the mirror. Hey, you said something interesting this morning that I haven't been able to research. But you said that the the that Russia is going to withdraw from the nuclear deal. That's well. That's what Putin said in his major speech this morning, and and um, which is why the market's down because they're. By the way. Um, it is it is just flying in the face of everything that Biden thought was gonna was gonna work for him that uh, Putin was gonna run away and that that you know all this that Ukraine was gonna win and the Nord Stream too um, they're gonna blame that on on Russia it's all backfiring it's all backfiring and it is I you know you don't like to see our country look like such idiots but. Biden is looking, and Kamala Harris are looking like absolute fools. Well, here's the thing. It's one thing to look like a fool, but uh, to, the consequences of these actions could be pretty severe. Oh, sure. But, but, here, but not only that. So, so Fox, Fox News, just an FYI, during the daytime, during the morning, Fox and Friends, oh, it's going to be a cutesy show, uh, morning show, has turned into a total neocon warmongering network. These people are saying, if we don't go and destroy um, Russia and everything that they're doing, um, um, then Russia's going to you know, march across Europe and, and take everything and whatever. Meanwhile, they're not even bothering to look at the fact that we might, might not have a country in a year if... if, if um, Things keep going the way well, they are. And, and uh, just to un underscore what you're suggesting here is that we're seeing that right now uh, Russia and China are getting cozy. Exactly. As is uh, Iran getting cozy. So, I mean, you can imagine these countries splitting off, deciding to uh, have their own uh, agreement with regard to currency. And uh, in other words, uh, we're isolating ourselves in so many ways from the world stage and uh, we're, we're going to have a huge consequence and a huge price to pay for that. Well, Biden is, is, is in his, who was that, um, Robert Gates, who said there has never been an um, uh, uh, overseas, overseas stance that Biden has taken that's ever been good? Right. I mean, he, he's just been awful. This is like saying it in capital letters underscored 12 times. He is pushing Russia into the arms of China, into the arms. He is, he is by his... Um, trying to go over to Ukraine to get his 10% of all this money laundering stuff over there is pushing um, Russia and China and Iran all together in, yeah. a, in a war against the United States. Oh, be careful what you wish for, because it's going to get, like you say, really, really ugly. It is indeed. And uh, what a shame. If you think about it, Russia is like a third world country in terms of their power and their uh, what they and their per they have, of course, the nuclear arsenal, which is very scary. But aside from that, they're just not a very strong country. And while we continue to obsess about Russia, it makes no sense to me whatsoever. By the way, I I, I vote for um, charges of treason to go starting with with Joe Biden to Kamala Harris to John Kirby, the spokesperson for the NSC, um, to uh, Alejandro Mayorkas. I mean, the list goes on and on. These people are throwing our country under the bus. Yeah. And 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 my in my book that is treasonous. Yeah. It's it's treasonous. Meanwhile, oh by the way, getting back to East Palestine, Ohio, um Biden is over there trying to make like he's he's important and guess who's going to East Palestine, Ohio tomorrow? Uh, Donald Trump. That's exactly right. Yeah. And uh that's amazing. It's great that that he's doing that. 
uh, in juxtaposition to what's going on with uh, the President of the United States, with uh, uh, Biden, uh, it's 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 really it's really uh, um, Donald Trump is acting like the real president of the United States. Yeah. Joe Biden is acting like a treasonous, money groveling criminal, which he is, and including his entire family. Don't even get me started on that. The only reason there oh, he's over there is to get his his view his ten percent of the money. Uh, all the money that's being laundered over there to go in the pockets of him, Hunter, and his entire family. Not to mention, not to mention um, Nancy Pelosi, uh, Mitt Romney, and, and John Kerry, and all the other people who have family members dabbling over in, in the Ukraine money. Yeah, it's uh, getting the big guy cut. So, <laughs> in any event, it's uh, pretty tragic indeed. Even without the corruption, and it's definitely corrupt. And God knows how much uh, is being filtered off or, or, or skimmed off. Uh, by the Biden administration from the money that's being sent over there. But I'm sure it's a substantial amount. And uh, it, it's, you know, it's... Well, well, well um, I hope Marjorie Taylor Greene uh, comes through with her promise that they're going to that they're going to um, have an accounting of every single penny that's been going over to the Ukraine to see where it's gone. Meanwhile, meanwhile, let me just get back to Fox and Friends. It's Brian Kilmeade. I'm so angry about this guy. He's saying, oh, well, we need to... We, we don't need to send... Um, just what the Ukraine asked for. We need to just send what they don't even need, our F-16s, all this stuff. And guess what that means? Yeah. Guess what that means? War. That means our our boys, who, who are the only people who can yeah. use those things, are going to be flying them. Yeah. And guess what it means, too? It's going to be, it's not flying them into the Ukraine, it's going to be flying them into Russia. These people, Lindsey Graham is another one, treasonous. Yeah. These people are just nuts. Linda, we've got to uh, take a little break. Can you stick around? Um, okay. All right. We're going to have more here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. You have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratistel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Luke Provence Restaurant is a favorite dining destination for many Neapolitans, including Linda and myself. Blue Provence, located in a historic building in the heart of Old Naples at Creighton Cove, offers a mix of French bistro cooking with bold, fresh Floridian flavors. Experience award-winning cuisine at Blue Provence and enjoy one of Florida's most extensive, eclectic, and fun wine cellars. Dining to choice are the popular Eden Bar, the intimate Courtyard Garden, or the beautiful Provencal Caribbean Dining Room. Enjoy a wonderful and memorable evening in a casual and relaxed atmosphere 
that includes a taste of Provencal hospitality. Blue Provence is open seven days a week, all year round. Visit BlueProvenceNaples.com for reservations, everyday specials, and coming events. That's BlueProvenceNaples.com or call 261-8239. That's 261-8239. Blue Provence French Restaurant in the heart of Old Naples. to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harton. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. We're providing you news and commentary rooted in a commitment to individual liberty, personal responsibility, limited government, and the rule of law. We continue the conversation with Linda Harden. Again, Linda, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning. Good morning, Linda. Happy pre-anniversary. Yeah, that's right. Tomorrow's the big day for us. Uh, 48 48 years. years. In and who knew it would last that um, long? Of marital bliss. <laughs> well, most of the time. Most of the time. <laughs> In any event, so uh, I found this interesting. Congresswoman uh, woman Marjorie Taylor Greene decided to mark President's Day by proposing that red skates, uh, states break off from the United States of America. She says, we need a national divorce, she declared on Twitter. We need to separate by red states and blue states and shrink the federal government. Everyone I I talk to says this, from the sick and the disgusting woke culture issues shoved down our throats to the Democrats' traitorous American last policies. We are done, she said. What are your thoughts? I think that's a little immature. I mean, to come out like that, that's never going to happen. Yeah. So it was a total waste of breath, in my opinion, about that. Yeah. so that's all I'll say about that. Uh, um, you know, sometimes Marjorie Taylor Greene is, you know, puts her mouth before her her brain. Well, sometimes. she's a, she's a firebrand, so I know. But it's but it, you know, I like her. But but you know, I told you before, um, she lost me a little bit when she says she never lies because she did lie. Yeah. So. Um, um, that's all I'll say about that. Uh, okay, so let's move on to uh, Asbury College in uh, Kentucky. That's such an interesting story. It's interesting, and not only that, but it's happening in other colleges all across the country that that aren't even getting the notoriety that Asbury College is. This, this uh, revival has been going on for, what is it, 12 days now? And, and people are coming from all over the world just to praise God. Yeah. They've had to open up new chapels. Um, they've got lines around the building to get in. Yeah, it's absolutely—it's a miracle. I mean, it's, it's a miracle. Just, it, it is just amazing. And apparently, this happened back in the '70s too, at the same place at Asbury College, which is uh, somewhat uh, interesting and, and uh, unbelievable. But uh, right now, apparently, the faculty, everybody is accom- trying to accommodate the people, make sure that they have a chance to experience. Uh, what the what the students are experiencing, it it truly is uh, an American revival. I just thought it was so cool to 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 watch um, Tucker Carlson the other night, and or I think it was last week when he first got wind of it, and said he wanted to send some people over there to cover it, and they said please don't because we don't we don't want to draw the wrong kind of attention to it. Right. And Tucker Carlson, okay, you know what, we won't. Right. And and it was just it just gave me goosebumps to see that because. Um, it could it could have been a major story. By the way, it 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 is being covered on regular Fox Fox it's News. Been, it's being too. covered by uh, Bill Burkwam. Ben Burkwam on 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 Real Burkwam, American yeah. Voice, but it's it's just um, 
in, in the light of all this negativity and horror that's going on all over the world, what a bright light that this is, that it this is, revival is becoming. It is indeed. I must say, I was disturbed. Well, I'm going to mention this. Uh, it's, a, it's a newsworthy story, but it's very scary to me, is apparently there's this unilateral proposal to have the World Health Organization start making decisions for the United States on uh, how we handle public health issues. Yeah, it was on Bannon yesterday. Was it really? Yep, that uh, Bannon is... covered it, and, the, and this guy that, that um, I can't remember his name, but he put his, he's been working on it, and he's, um, it's, it's giving up our sovereignty. I know what it is, and I don't know how we possibly do that without some sort of a treaty signed by the Senate or voted on by the Senate, but apparently there's some sort of workaround to make that happen. This just cannot be. First of all, <coughs> my opinion, the WHO is just as corrupt as the CDC, and uh, they have a political agenda, and it certainly doesn't match up with ours. No, I mean, it's all this New World Order stuff, and and, and I wish I could think of the name of, of this gentleman who's who's been on top of it but bannon was totally blindsided by it he says i thought we took care of this a year ago which yeah, by the way we did we did yeah. but now it's reared its ugly head again and and they're and they're trying to do it and it's even worse it's even worse so the good news is about this is that um the bannon's war bannon's war room is on top of it that they've got this guy that you can call and talk to call your senators congressmen whatever about this um you know, it's it's just like what we've said before about who are the good guys on Capitol Hill, and and whoever takes charge of this and runs runs to make sure that that we don't lose our sovereignty is definitely a good guy. But I haven't I haven't seen anybody come come forward on it yet. I agree, and it, this this is just very scary. We have to make sure that nothing like this happens, and uh, the last thing we need is the World Health Organization's making decisions about how we're going to handle our public health issues here in the United States. They are as corrupt as they get, just as corrupt as the CDC, and that's the last thing we need. Well, I think they're more corrupt than the CDC. I mean, the CDC is just flailing. They don't know what, um, which end is up now, and they've been proven to be totally um, and, and parent- inconsequential at this point. All right, and parenthetically, uh, we've both been following Ed Dowd and his comments about what's happening with excess deaths. But apparently now he's going to be coming on the Tucker Carlson show on Wednesday. Well, he said he said the interview. He's already done the interview with Tucker, and that it's going to hit on Wednesday. So tomorrow, I believe. Um, this guy, Ed Dowd, if you haven't if you haven't uh, seen him or read about him, he's got a new book out about what's been going on with these um, excess deaths. Excess deaths, and and he's by the way, he. I don't know if you you heard this last night on. Um, Unbanded, but he's predicting that the market just goes south in the next two weeks because everything, all this stuff is coming out about about the excess deaths, about about um, uh, what's the what's the thirty one trillion dollars that we're in debt. All this stuff is coming out, and it it just is just dire. It is just dire what is happening, and it's it's remarkable to me. We were talking about this to um, Felix and Ursula the other the other night, our friends from Switzerland who finally got here. Um, that there are people out there who just don't have the foggiest notion what's going on. Still, after all this time, and and that they're just out, you know, uh, doing their normal stuff when when our country is in such dire straits. Yeah. It's very, very, very scary. Watch for this Ed Dowd interview on Tucker Carlson. If you don't get Fox Nation. Um, go to TuckerCarlson.com and see how you sign up t- to get these interviews because they are 
absolutely amazing. Well, and not only uh, see the interview with Ed Dow, but also, of course, the release of the uh, footage, 41,000 hours of footage <laughs> from, from January January 6th. 6th. Kevin McCarthy released it. Now, people, people, some of the lawmakers are going, oh, well, um, he said he was, uh, they said he was going to release it to the public. Instead, he, he's releasing it to Tucker Carlson. Well, oh, by the way. The, this, the people who are complaining that, they're, that, that Kevin McCarthy released the 41,000 hours to Tucker Carlson have not even bothered to pay attention to the fact that Tucker Carlson is the number one exactly. show at, in prime time covering all platforms. Absolutely. All platforms. Absolutely. So, I, you know, I, it, it, it's just, Robert, it, it pains me that people are out there are so deaf, dumb, and blind that they can't even pay attention to what's going on. I mean, I'm, you know, I, I kid you all the time, and other people, we go out to dinner, well, you don't have time to play golf or whatever. I'm trying to save the world. I know. One, one person at a time. Well, I think you're doing a great job. Linda Harden, again, always appreciate your commentary on the show. Thank you so much for joining you're us. You're welcome. Happy uh, anniversary. Happy anniversary. Again, that's coming up tomorrow. Well, that's a wrap here on today's show. I hope you enjoyed it. Tomorrow, we're going to visit with Bob Levy, the uh, Chairman Emeritus of the Cato Institute. We'll also visit with Andrew Joppa, professor and author of Josephus of Oz. He'll be with us as well. Always appreciate your comments on the show. You can send me an email at bobharden at hotmail.com. Also, if you enjoy the show, tell your friends. That's one of the ways we support our advertisers and uh, could do the show without them. I hope you make it a great day on the Paradise Coast or wherever you are. Namaste. so much for listening to the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. For more information and audio files of previous shows, visit www.bobharden.com.